A Chinese restaurant chain apologizes for weighing their customers. And a 12-year-old girl was caught on camera gambling in a casino. And researchers are inventing bomb-sniffing cyborg locusts. These are the weird stories for Monday. They're weird. They're from around the world because that's what we do on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm very happy that you're here lending me your ear, lending me your time. I'm your host, Jonesy. Did I mention that? (laughs) Hey, Mainstream News. Listen to Weird AF News with Jonesy. A restaurant chain in China apologizes for weighing customers to determine how much food they should eat. A restaurant chain in southern China had to issue a big-time public apology. We're sorry for weighing the diners before they entered the premises. It's all part of a national campaign to reduce food waste, is what they're saying. Uh, Customers going into the popular Hunan chain Chuiyan Fried Beef in the city of Changsha were asked to weigh themselves on a set of scales and to provide personal information about themselves and their lifestyle. The restaurant would then suggest menu items based on their physique. Well, their heart's in the right place, (laughs) right? This is just a little embarrassing for some of us, I'd imagine, though. I mean, you don't want to be standing on a scale with a line of diners behind you. And then have the person go, ooh, you're a little heavy. I recommend broccoli steamed. The guide recommended customers order different dishes based on the person's weight and the calorie content of the food. For example, women weighing less than 40 kilograms or 88 pounds were recommended the chain's signature beef dish and a fish head. Oh, the fish head, huh? I wouldn't want to be recommended the fish head no matter what I weighed. You can keep your fish head, okay? Men weighing more than 80 kilograms, which is 175 pounds equivalent, were recommended dishes including braised pork belly. Well, now, doesn't that have a lot of cholesterol, the pork belly? What do you, why are you reckon, recommending this uh, for people close to 200 pounds? That seems strange. If you're close to 200 pounds, I'd imagine you'd recommend not pork belly, but sprouts. Just a plate of sprouts, sir. Uh, give your arteries a break, sir. <laughs> Do you have a gym membership as well? No, we recommend one. I just picture a restaurant full of unhappy diners eating things that they didn't intend to when they arrived. They're looking at the menu like, oh man, yeah, I can't wait to get my favorite insert sweet awesome dish. And the next thing you know, they're at a table just eating like baby corn. And white rice. Like, what the hell is this? I came here to enjoy myself. (laughs) I didn't come to the restaurant to suffer. I could have suffered at home. Not only that, I've been fat shamed in front of strangers. There There were signs around the restaurant encouraging the diners to, quote, clean your plate. And to be thrifty and diligent. What the hell does that mean? Be thrifty and diligent. You know, don't you want these people to just spend all their money at your restaurant? I don't understand why you're pretending like you give a damn about their health and to be thrifty. Hey, be thrifty. Don't spend all your money here, okay? Especially if you're 200 pounds. Facing online accusations of fat shaming, Shuiyan Fried Beef said in a statement over the weekend that it was trying to help curb food wastage. The restaurant chain said that customers hadn't been forced to step on the scales 
And while it deeply regretted the controversy, it would still allow customers to weigh themselves if it if they wanted to. <laughs> yeah. You could still weigh yourself. You could still embarrass yourself if you'd like to, and then just order whatever the hell you want. Um, I don't know what this uh, curb the food wastage situation is. I like where you're going. You want to curb the food wastage. How about this? How about you just recycle the food wastage somehow, some way? I'm sure there's hungry people in China. There's so many, right? The overpopulation in China. I would bet some of those people are pretty damn hungry. Why don't you give them the leftover food? Maybe instead of just, uh, you know, telling your customers to stand on a scale in front of strangers, make them order something they don't want, and then stand over them and shame them until they finish everything on their plate. Now, Shuian isn't the only restaurant chain establishing tighter rules on consumption in China. Last week, a catering association in Wuhan advocated for customers to order N1 dishes or one fewer dish than the number of people dining. Smartphone apps as well uh, used to show popular streams of people eating enormous amounts of food. These apps have warned that video creators could be blocked if they promote excessive eating i i had no idea excessive eating is the is the the problem in china i mean i it seems to me the united states has a serious excessive eating issue but i i didn't think of china this way it's nice to know that we're not the only disgusting country now if you'll excuse me i'm going to go blog about my lunch A 12-year-old girl was caught on camera gambling at a casino. A 12-year-old girl was among three minors that were caught gambling at a casino in Sydney, Australia over the weekend. The Star Sydney, among the largest casinos in the country, has been fined 90,000 Australian dollars, which is about 64,000 USD, for this instance, as well as two other cases of minors gambling and being served alcohol as well. Surveillance footage released by the regulator showed the young girl being sneaked into the casino by her mother, who <laughs> who held an exit door open for her to run inside and avoid security. She could then be seen gambling alongside both of her parents for about 17 minutes placing almost two dozen bets on several poker machines known in Australia as pokies. Oh, pokies. Yeah, sit down at the pokies. Have a beer. Smoke a blunt. Aye. Hey, maybe her, their parents are just trying to teach her a lesson at an early age that, uh, you know, it's it can be devastating to spend some time at a casino. <laughs> hey, it's your it's your allowance. Put it wherever you want to put it. <laughs> put it on red. Haha, <laughs> there you go. There's a lesson. All gone now, eh? It's quite staggering that the young girl's parents facilitated her entry in such a deceptive manner, let alone allowed the, go- the daughter to gamble, says Independent Liquor and Authority Chairman Philip Crawford. Uh, this Australian accent needs to go. I agree. The director of Liquor and Gaming Investigations and Intervention, David Byrne, not to be confused with the same David Byrne from The Talking Heads, I assume, right? And you may find yourself in an Australian casino. And you may find yourself playing poker next to a 12-year-old girl. David Byrne says that underage patrons trying to sneak in through the exit doors was a fairly obvious risk that the casino had failed to manage. Beyond that, he added, there are a number of opportunities where staff should have noticed a very young person playing the poker machines. Well, 
before they actually did, which was when the family was leaving. <laughs> so they realized it when they were out the door, apparently. Uh, I think casinos at this point are just thankful that there's people inside. Uh, I mean, this is one of these businesses that's probably been decimated because of the pandemic. There's another incident that they're referring to in this article. It's a it's of a 16-year-old uh, entering the casino through a VIP area along with a middle-aged member. She was not asked for identification upon entrance and was later served alcohol at the casino bar where she presented a, a driver's license permit, which supposedly belonged to her. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> it's a permit. <laughs> now, I don't know the drinking age in Australia. Um I assume it's 18, right? I don't know. I, I doubt it's 21. That's sort of an American thing. And, and the Australians that I know that have uh, visited America always found that ridiculous, our strict alcohol laws, but, but our lax gun laws. It just never made sense to them. And I don't blame them. The article goes on to list another case where a 17-year-old boy gambled for three hours and all these fines that were levied to the casino as a result of these minors being on the casino premises. Um, you know, obviously you can't have teenagers in a casino. Um, how about those parents, though, bringing a 12-year-old in? That's just... <laughs> those parents are... They're pretty cool parents, I got to say. Uh, you, I know you disagree. Jonesy, how dare you? This is why I'm not a parent, because I just think it's funny that they're, you know, playing poker. I'll tell you right now, I'd rather have my kid playing poker at the casino than playing uh, online shoot 'em up and behead my opponent games at home, which, in my op opinion, is not productive behavior whatsoever. At least at the casino, maybe they'll be able to make enough to pay our rent. I don't know. Yay! Bomb-sniffing cyborg locusts. Ooh, science! Whoa, technology! Weird AF News covers it all. <laughs> no doubt this article is going to have some words I cannot pronounce. If you want to enhance a locust to be used as a bomb-sniffing bug, there's some technical challenges that need solving before sending it out into the field to sniff some bombs. Oh boy, what are those challenges? Like, uh, catching them? I don't know. What a strange choice for bugs to sniff bombs, though. Why not just use, like, rats or something? That just seems easier to me, but whatever. We got locusts. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm gonna go with you here, science. The article says, Is there some way to direct the locust? to tell it where to go do its sniffing and looking for bombs? Because locusts can't speak, is there a way to read the brain of these bugs to know what they're smelling? How do we do it? For that matter, can locusts even smell explosives? Whoa, boy. Yes and yes to the first two questions, apparently. Previous research from Washington University in St. Louis has demonstrated both the ability to control the locusts and the ability to read their brains. How? How do you read a locust's brains? This is unbelievable. What miracles? Really? I mean, the miracles that we're doing in technology, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. I can't understand why toilets still clog, yet we can put, like, uh, you know, a chip in a locust's brain and read it. We should never have clogged toilets, is what I'm saying, okay? If technology is this robust and you can read a locust's mind and make it sniff bombs, you should be able to invent toilets that don't clog. That's all I'm saying. So they demonstrated the ability to control these locusts, to read their brains and to tell what the hell they're smelling. Thanks to new research from McKelvey School of Engineering, the third question has been settled again. Yes, yes. Researchers showed how they were able to hijack a locust's olfactory system. I guess that means a system of smelling. 
to both detect and discriminate between different explosive scents, all within a few hundred milliseconds of exposure. My goodness. Wow. And yet Yahoo cannot stop the spam going into my inbox. Unbelievable, Yahoo. You can't get it together, yet scientists can control how a locust smells explosives and tell the difference. This is unbelievable. I don't want to hear any more excuses that technology can't do whatever, whatever, you know, making our lives easier. You can control a bug's brain. They were able to also optimize a previously developed bio-robotic sensing system that could detect the locusts firing neurons and convey that information in a way that told researchers about the smells the locusts were sensing. And yet we can't keep the highways paved around here. It's unbelievable how many potholes we have in the roads, yet you can, you can control what a locust's brain is doing and make it smell bombs. This is unbelievable. You know, the more and more I learn about the advances in technology, the more frustrated I get at how they're not helping me live my life any easier. <laughs> Am I losing it here or what? No, I think I'm onto something. Now let's nerd out a little bit and explore how this works, okay? So they knew the locust could detect and discriminate between different explosives. They somehow figured that out. But in order to seek out a bomb, a locust would have to know from which direction the odor was coming from. Enter the odor box and locust mobile. You know when you're close to the coffee shop, the coffee smell is much stronger. And when you're further away, you smell it less? That's what they were looking at. The explosive vapors were injected via a hole in the box where the locust sat in a very tiny vehicle. As the locust was driven around and sniffed different concentrations of vapors, researchers studied its odor-related brain activity. The signals in the bug's brains reflected those differences in vapor concentration. The next step was to optimize the system for transmitting the locust's brain activity. This is unbelievable. Wow. In order to do the least harm to the locusts and to keep them stable in order to accurately record their neural activity, the team came up with a new surgical procedure to attach electrodes that didn't hinder the locusts' movement at all. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Yes, we can implant the electrodes, seal the locusts, and transport them to mobile environments, said one of the scientists. And we hope that one day that environment might be one in which Homeland Security is searching for explosives. Isn't that nice? <laughs> The idea was strange first, but now it seems very feasible. These researchers are just unbelievable. Um, I like it. I like it. I want them to create a praying mantis that can smell weed and pinpoint where it's coming from so I can find some good parties. How about that? Can we get onto that science? <laughs> Let's get a Kickstarter going for that crap. You wake up late for school because of weird AF news. What's up, y'all? Yes, I'm a fan of the Beastie Boys. Who the hell isn't? Have you seen that um, that documentary of the Beastie Boys, by the way? Uh, the one made by uh, Spike Jones. Fabulous, fabulous. I can't recommend it enough if you're a, a Beastie Boys fan. Uh, yeah. R.I.P. Yauk, by the way, while I'm on it. Uh, what else? What else? Oh, yeah. Thank you for... <laughs> thank Oh, I forgot where I was. <laughs> I'm in a closet. Highly caffeinated. Thank you for listening to Weird AF News. I hope you had a nice weekend. These are the things I must say. I'm grateful for you. Um, I'm grateful for everyone who've re who's reached out to me and uh, sent me articles for the Florida Friday episode, which I think was a good one. Was it not? I hope you enjoyed it. Did four stories out of Florida, all highlighting the degeneracy that goes on in Florida. It's part of the daily life. Wow, the drugs there. <laughs> They're really doing it in the drug department, aren't they? I got a sweet-ass review from Jessica Keene on Amazon. Five stars. Back streets back. All right, Jonesy. 
She writes, uh, everybody, <laughs> oh, goodness, rock this podcast, everybody, rock this podcast tonight, Jonesy's the best, I, oh, man, I forget how the verse goes, uh, I, I forget, like, the rhythm of it, uh, is it, uh, oh, my God, he's back again, weird news every day he's slaying, gonna bring the comedy, show you how, people in Florida really make us proud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is he original? Yeah. Is he the funny one? I remember this part. Yeah. And intellectual. Is he everything you need to make your days go all right? Everybody rock this podcast. I apologize, Jess. I don't remember how all this song goes. It's been so long. Uh, but I love this review. This is fabulous. Uh, and I want to thank everybody who sent me reviews. Some of these reviews I'll sing if you'd like me to. At least I'll give it a try like I did just there. Um, I, w- I will humiliate myself uh, a bit. A big shout out to Jessica Keene. Much, much love. And uh, if anyone wants to leave me a, a review, you can go on Amazon and do it. And also iTunes. Those are really the places. There are other places to leave reviews I know of, sort of. Um but there's just not a lot out there, so uh, I don't even I couldn't even tell you where to go. But maybe the maybe the uh, the app that you listen to your podcast on has a way to leave a, re- a review. And if you don't think I'll find it or I don't mention it for a week, just take a screenshot, send it over to me. If you want me to sing it, make note. Uh, Jonesy will try at least. <laughs> the best one was that Freddie Mercury one. I think that was really good. Uh, yeah, we have a history of singing reviews on here. If you're new to the show. What else? Oh, yeah, I guess that's about it. Oh, the Patreon. Yeah, check out the Patreon. I've mentioned it many, many times, but it's just a way to support the podcast. Patreon.com slash weirdafnews. And you can get bonus episodes and all that other jazz. All that other jazz, Jonesy. That's old speak. Yeah, I know. 